Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick and today I'm joined by Claire Stevens, filling in for Key Reese. Yes, thanks for being here on um, International Podcast Day. Big day of celebration for us. Key's gone to a different podcast to celebrate. That's okay. I won't hold that against her. <laughs> Very rude. So Claire's the editor. So Claire's the editor of Mamma Mia, friend of the spill, and she's going to be with yes, us. Yes, I'm very excited. Coming up on the show today, Deborah Lee Furness has spoken very candidly about the long-running rumours that her husband, Hugh Jackman, is gay and that she's lucky to be with him. So we're going to talk about why these rumours persist and why other famous couples have been tarred with the same brush. But coming up first, the entertainment headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Now, Claire, we're all massive fans of The Crown here at Mamma Mia, so I think everyone's pretty excited. They've released a whole lot of new images overnight. So this season is taking place in the kind of 70s, early 80s. Season four kind of finds Olivia Coleman's Queen Elizabeth very preoccupied with marrying off her son, Prince Charles, because he's still single at 30, the shock horror of that. I know, goodness. (laughs) And what we've seen from the new images is that this season's going to be very much focused on Prince Charles and Diana and their love story, something we really haven't seen much on TV before because usually the narrative is very much about the dissolution of their marriage. But this time they're kind of showing what royal historians have pointed out, which hasn't been captured before, is that there actually was a love story between them before they got married. And we also got our first look at Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher. So we've only seen a bit of shady footage before and now we've got the full kind of series there telling us that this season of the show is going to be very much Margaret Thatcher facing off against Queen Elizabeth. I'm so excited for it. We've seen quite a few portrayals of Margaret Thatcher over the years and obviously a lot of portrayals of all of these characters. So it's always so fascinating to see how the Crown are doing it and they do it so bloody well. Exactly. So that one is going to be dropping on Netflix on November 15. And yes, we do have a few cast interviews with the Crown people coming up. So stay tuned for those. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. It better be Olivia Coleman. I'll I'll be too jealous. I'll be too jealous. Um, Now for our second headline. So Megan Gale, the uh, very well-known Australian supermodel, has announced the closure of her business. And so it's a skincare company called The Mindful Life. And she's posted a 14-minute Instagram video explaining exactly what went wrong with the business. So she cited that she trusted the wrong people in some pretty major elements of the business, as well as the death of her brother, Jason, who died in July of a suspected suicide. Uh, So she's talked a lot about how that has really hammered home what's important in life for her. And so she said that it kind of wasn't until about June when she realised how much time she just lost to her business and that she wasn't going to get it back. And then obviously in the wake of her brother's death, she realised that 
she really only has a small amount of precious time. She has one life, so she's going to actually dedicate it to the things that bring her joy and not a business that she's going to have to rebuild after being ripped off by quite a few people. So I thought this was so interesting because she really kind of pulled back the veil on what it's like to be a startup business owner and the ways that you can get manipulated and and really ripped off by by third parties that you're using and I also really liked that she kind of didn't apologize for why she was letting the business go obviously she's got a whole lot of people who buy her products probably love it are probably going to be really sad but she basically said no like I'm a determined tenacious person but this wasn't worth it so I'm stopping. Exactly. And I think in a world where especially so many women in Australia have built up brands around themselves and there's this real narrative of having this success in business and what it means for them as a person to have and to watch that like super emotional video of her talking about the ways that the business failed and just not wanting to go through and build them back up, I think is like a kind of a a really good look behind the curtain of what can actually happen in business. Exactly. Almost a year after Gabrielle Union was fired as a judge from America's Got Talent after just one season, following her claims of misconduct and racial discrimination behind the scenes of the show, she and the network have finally come to an agreement. So this is something that we've covered a lot on The Spill over the year that it's been happening. And basically, she was hired as a judge on the show. And then when she was let go, a lot of information came out about what had happened to her behind the scenes. And an official investigation was launched. So things like Jay Leno came on as a guest judge and made a lot of inappropriate and racially themed jokes. Simon Cowling would smoke around her and be abusive to her if she asked him to stop. Even the hair and makeup team were pushed by the network to get her to look more black, saying that the clothes and makeup she'd chosen made her look too ghetto and audiences wouldn't respond in that way to a black woman. And also just a lot of abuse behind the scenes. So there was a huge internal investigation and they've both said they've come now to an agreement, although they haven't stated exactly what's happened. But industry publication deadline has learned that Gabrielle Union has received quite a significant amount of money as compensation from the network from how they treated her. And other judges on the show who have now left, like Sharon Osbourne and Howard Stern, have come forward and said that the real kind of culture on the set was very toxic. It was a boys' club and that it's a good thing Gabrielle Union has won because she's really the kind of first big star that's left a show like this because of such a long-term amount of racial abuse and has come out the winner on the other side. Like, I feel like even a few years ago, the media wouldn't have picked this up and been on her side like they have been for this past year. Agreed. I think it's all to do with timing that she's done it at such a moment where people, um, you kind of can't argue that these things don't happen and that these things aren't issues. So another example she gave was there was a representation of blackface from a contestant that just went completely unchecked by producers. And you just think, how the hell? It's, It's almost quite a positive story, really, that you just can't get away with that anymore. And she had some really interesting things to say about how there's no point having her gotten to where she is now if she can't have these conversations and she can't stand up for these things. So I think it's so true that the media has covered it in quite an empathetic way and have not painted her as the villain. And I think that's really indicative of a bit of a cultural shift. Actress and producer Deborah Lee Furness has finally addressed the long-running rumours that her husband Hugh Jackman is gay and that she is lucky to be with him on an appearance on Ando's Brush With Fame, which aired last night. Is Hugh gay? He's been married to Oh, he's been gay for so many years. (laughs) I was gay too, so you know when I did shame? 
I was gay. Is it? Our dad was shocked when I got married. How annoying is that? It's just wrong. It's like someone saying to Elton John, he's straight. I'm sure he'd be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> he's not straight. So, Claire, this is the interview that's got a lot of people buzzing in Australia today because it's something that both the couple have addressed before over the years. I mean, they've been married for close to 20 years and it's a set of rumours that won't go away. But I think why people are really talking about this today is that when these rumours were put to her on the show last night, Deborah went on to say that she sees these magazine stories all the time, they're quite mean-spirited, and that she hopes people realise that it's all made up. But she also kind of had to make peace with the fact that this is just a narrative about their marriage that she ha- they've pretty much said is here to stay. Exactly. It was so interesting to hear her speak about it. So um, she talked about uh, his sexiest man alive title, which was very funny, the rumours about his sexuality and exactly that comment about her being lucky to be with him. And I thought it was really interesting that Ando asked that question because it's quite an uncomfortable question to ask somebody. How do you feel when you see people say that you're lucky to be with your husband like that that must feel horrible and I think her response was was fascinating like lucky like I won a chook raffle and that she called it out for exactly what it is which is being really rude that people would say that and I think a big part of it is the uh, age gap in their relationship I think people have never gotten over that so he is 51 and she's 64 and you look at that and you think that is just not a significant age gap as far as Hollywood relationships go in terms of life stages. But people have always had questions about their relationship. And it's so interesting. It's not even necessarily in the mainstream media. It'll be in little conversations with family and friends where somebody will just throw something, oh, you know, he's gay. You know, he's gay. And it's it's so strange because what we're really talking about is a couple who has been together for significantly longer than most Hollywood couples. And I think the things that they've said about their relationship in the past really point to why it has lasted that long. So Hugh Jackman has spoken a lot about how he is really happy that they got together before his fame really took off and that he thinks that that meant that they had some really solid foundations. And he's got some great quotes about how they decided when they got married that at every crossroads in their lives, they would look at each other and think, what we're about to do, is it the best thing for us? And then when they had children, is this the best thing for our family? And I guess when people buy into the gay rumours or, you know, buy into the the mean-spirited things about their relationship not being legit, they're completely ignoring all of this really quite insightful relationship kind of advice and rules that they've shared over the last few years and I think the other thing is that this is just a relationship that appears to be not based on all the superficial things that Hollywood relationships tend to be based on so it's not a 60 year old man with a 25 year old woman it is two people who seem to be intellectually equal equal in terms of their understanding of the industry and their values with adoption and what they wanted their lives to look like and it was really interesting to see her be really bold and call those rumors out for exactly what they are 
Exactly, because when they, and they both talk so much about how they met and their marriage, like you're saying, but no one really picks up on that side of the narrative, the fact that they met on a TV show in Australia so many decades ago, and at the time, Deborah was the star, and she was the cool girl, and she was one of the it girls of Australia and the media industry, and Hugh Jackman was 26 at the time, just kind of just starting his career, and they met on this kind of prison TV show, and he was just in awe of her and asked her out, and he can't believe, he's like, I still can't believe to this day that she said, yes. And at the time, their careers were kind of switched. But then as his career started to take off after they married in 1996, they had a discussion that she would take a a step back and be a bit more behind the scenes. So she's done that to kind of as part of their marriage pact. But people now look at it that she's his beard or that she kind of grabbed him before he got famous. And now he can't get away from her and all these kind of other narratives. And he has talked about why he thinks people do think he's gay. Like he's had to address it in so many different interviews over the years. It's like that kind of persistent rumour that never goes away. It's because he he had that starring role in that 2003 musical, The Boy From Oz, and because he had to lock lips with Ben on stage, which he said he was fine with because he doesn't feel there's any kind of negative connotation with that. People have just assumed that he had this one moment of being himself, and so they took this one stage performance over one year instead of how his relationship had played out over decades. And you're right when people say, like, people in, like, social circles or just behind the scenes say, in this really knowing way, like, oh, we know he's gay. Like, it's the best kept secret in Hollywood. I'm like, it can't be that much of a secret if no one has any kind of proof. And at this stage, why would they be keeping that going? Like, not that they owe us any kind of information about their marriage, but at this stage of the game, like, are we just going to keep perpetuating this myth forever or are we just going to start to believe them? And Key hates me dropping my celebrity encounters, but I've met them quite a few times, both of them together in the same room. And I know you can't always tell, but they act like any other couple in love. I don't know if that should be shocking the way they they do that thing where they look at each other and talk even when they're talking to a group. They do that thing that couples do where they like just touch each other as they walk past or where they link their hands when you're sitting at a table. And I, I just don't understand what about their physical behavior points to the fact that it's a sham marriage, apart from the fact that she's older than him and we expect him to have this really kind of Hollywood movie star looking younger wife. That's the only kind of part of that puzzle that people are really clutching to. Exactly. And I think it was interesting that uh, Deborah Lee Furness said that she, well, she was asked, does that affect the roles that he takes, that he doesn't want to buy into the stereotype? And she said, hell no. And I think he's in a, he's uh, filming something at the moment where he is um, kissing a man. And she, she explained it's just acting. Like, uh, like, that's just the yeah. career and that's what we choose to do. I think the other thing to consider is the narratives around other couples and other relationships in Hollywood where nobody talks about about people being lucky to have to have that person. It's just very much a Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee Furness phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. So there's been a lot. So age gaps in Hollywood are not a new thing at all, but there's only a few couples that we attach the word lucky to, and it's always the women. So yeah, when you're looking at like a Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher, who were their kind of age gap couple for so many years, no one looked at her and said like, oh, she's so lucky. No one ever said that to her in an interview. They were just like, good on you. And I think that's because she's maintained this kind of younger physical appearance. Like, and she's talked about that, that she felt the pressure to always look as young as him. So people never commented on it. I know. I think it's really time to start to interrogate why we have that narrative in the first place. 
Thank you for listening to The Spill today. And while you're listening, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can get in contact with us by emailing us at thespill at mummia.com.au. This episode of The Spill was produced by Melanie Sauer. We'll see you on mummia.com.au. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.